0: Hi, everyone. I'm Nabila.
1: And I'm Rakesh. And you're listening to a Teenage Murderous Appetite.
0: Where the two of us share our favorite true crime stories.
1: And this is our second episode. Yeah.
0: Yay. We are so excited.
1: So um, we decided to have like a new little segment before every crime. Just a little segment ask each other a question not related to true crime. Just our life. and yeah,
0: like to lighten up the mood.
1: Yeah, not everything has to be about crime. So yeah, and I'll, you know what, I'll just put like a poll up and to see if anyone wants to help us name it, we'll put up a vote. So uh, yeah, so how was your break, Nabila?
0: So mine has been really fun, but also like really boring. But I'm so excited that we started the podcast.
1: Yeah, the podcast was so fun. Honestly, my break was just terrible, boring before this, and I'm so excited because we have so many more cases and uh, stories to unravel and discuss. So stay about. tuned. hmm Stay tuned and follow us. Do all the good stuff. So anyway, now we're now it's and time for the. I
0: also want to mention something on our Instagram. After every case, we're gonna post um, pictures about the crime and the scene, or if they have anything else that has been posted on on Google that is related to that crime.
1: Yeah, so we've had some sources, and we'll just put them up on our Instagram. It's uh, TMA underscore NR. Yeah, you can follow that. And yeah, follow us on Spotify. Please listen to the podcast. It's very interesting. The last one was full of audio issues, but we're going to fix that. So thank you.
0: So, today, I'm going to be talking about the famous case of Lizzie Borden.
1: Ooh, Lizzie Borden. Sounds interesting.
0: So, that case is, like, my fa- my top favorite case because it's so interesting. And, as a treat, the case is actually unsolved.
1: Unsolved.
0: So, we're going to be talking about our theories at the end and who we think it is. But it's kind of cr- clear who it is, but yeah. Fun. So... So Lizzie Andrew Borden was born on July 19, 1860 to Sarah Anthony Borden and Andrew Jackson Borden. Her father grew up struggling financially even though his parents were actually rich. He started working in the manufacture and sale of furniture and caskets. He also became a successful property de- developer. He was also a director of several textile mills and owned commercial property. He was also president of the Union Savings Banks and a director of the Durfee Safe Deposit and Trust So you can see like he was really rich after after he struggled and then he started becoming really rich. Even though he was actually rich, he was known for being very ke- careful with money, so he didn't like to spend it.
1: So was he rich but still like owned all of these companies or was he rich and then he like owned all no,
0: these? No, um so he wasn't rich at first, but then he started becoming rich and started you know, having more money. It oh, looks like, like a, his parents didn't really help him when he started uh, out.
1: So it's like a racks to riches story, basically.
0: Yeah. Ra- oh, my God. Okay. Um, he was known for, yeah, he was known for being very careful with money. For example, um, the Borden lacked plumbing, which was very popular for wealthy people to have in their homes, but their house didn't have it, which was for very, like, weird at that time.
1: Oh, okay. So, so they were rich, but they were just cheap. He was. Okay.
0: Um, Lizzie also had an older sister named Emma Lenora Borden. Lizzie and her sister had a very religious upbringing. They attended church regularly. When she grew up, she started teaching at Sunday school and stayed involved in church activities. Three years after the death of Sarah, Lizzie's mom, Andrew Remarried Abby Durfee Gray. Lizzie believed that Abby had married her father for money. She also only c- called her Mrs. Borden, which was actually like very weird, because it, um, I found out that Lizzie was actually three when her mom passed away, so she was six when her father married a- when her father married Abby. Gold digger.: Oh my God. okay. Um, also, Bridget Sullivan, whom they called Maggie, um, the Borden's twenty-five-year-old live-in maid, testified that Emma and Lizzie rarely ate with their parents. So, it looked like Emma and Lizzie after their their dad got married. It looks like they distanced themselves from their dad because they probably disliked their stepmom.
1: Okay.
0: Um. So in May, eighteen ninety. In 1892, sorry, Andrew killed multiple pigeons in his barn. Now, this is actually an important part at the end. Well, not really, but, like, it kind of does make sense at the end. But because he believed they were attacking kids, they were attracting kids to the property.
1: Oh, okay. You-
0: yeah. That, that's pretty so,
1: weird. I, I wouldn't expect pigeons to attack children.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Nerves, I guess. Um, Lizzie was fond of these visions, so she was very upset with her father when he killed them, which caused, um, well, which caused her to get really, like, mad at him. Um, But in July of the same year, an argument broke out in the family, which caused Lizzie and Emma to take an extended vacation in New Bedford. So they left the house after the argument broke out, and it was actually kind of rumored that the argument was about money. Oh. Yeah, so it looks like money was, like, a big problem in their relationship.
1: That's pretty weird. So where, where is New Bedford located?
0: I don't know, actually.
1: Okay, continue.
0: <laughs> so um, after returning a week before the murder, um, Lizzie chose to stay at a local rooming house for four days before returning to the family house. The two sisters were very mad when their father gave Abby's family properties for free. They had demanded properties, but he gave them rental, which was the house they lived in while their mom was alive. And they did sell the house back to their, um, their, their father sold the house to Emma and Lizzie for $1. Um, but then they sold it again to their father for $5,000. Which was very weird.
1: So they had a house, but then they sold it back. What? So they had, like, a rental, but then they gave it back.
0: Well, he... So they wanted more money. So when they bought the house from their father for $1, they sell... He bought it again from them. So that they could, like, have more money. To make more money.
1: Oh. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's, that's weird.
0: Um... The night before the murder, John vinikin I'm not sure if I said that name right, because it's kind of weird, but Morris, Sarah's brother, who was Lizzie and Emma's old, their mother, you know, he was her, he was their uncle, sorry, um, visited and was invited to stay for a few days to discuss business matters with Andrew. A few days before the murder, the whole house was, has been violently ill. A lot of people speculated it's poison. But because Andrew wasn't a very popular man. So Abby got this idea that they've been poisoned by people that hated Andrew because he wasn't really like a nice man. A lot of people, like he had a lot of enemies.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah. So what so what do you think so far?
1: You know, I think it's weird especially the the pigeons was just really strange to me. Because they attracted kids. That's just strange. And um, another thing was uh, the argument, which was supposedly about money. I think um, that the escalating, the escalation of that argument is just very, I don't know, it's very strange, especially for like a simple argument. Um, Yeah, I think that's just really weird. And also the weird uncle that just randomly decided to show up for like business matters. I don't know. That's just suspicious to me,
0: yeah, and it kinda also shows how Andrew isn't like a nice man on his daughters, yeah, yeah he's like really strict and doesn't really show them love if that makes sense, like fatherly love
1: yeah it's like, it's like it's sort of like Diane from our last episode, which yeah. you should watch, and yeah, that's pretty weird i I'm surprised,
0: yeah, and also like he didn't really give um. Lizzie or Emma money or like properties but he did give Abby's family they only like he only gave them when they demanded which like isn't like isn't nice you know
1: oh okay so a question is so like so uh, Abby is like this like the new wife right the new wife's family and then Liz. okay oh okay so he sort of favored the newer family over his old family basically yeah Okay, that's weird. Okay, let's get back to the case.
0: Okay, so now we're going to talk about what happened on the day of the murder. So on August 4, 1892, during breakfast, everyone was present along with Morris. So they were present, everyone, Abby, everyone in the house, like Maggie, Abby, Andrew, Emma, and Lizzie, and even Morris, their uncle, that came to visit. At around eighteen, at eight, at around sorry, at around eight forty eight a.m., Morris left the house to go buy a ba- a pair of oxen and visit his niece in Fall River, planning to return to the boarding home for lunch. Andrew, um, so FYI, um, Morris is actually a butcher.
1: Oh, that's right. That was weird. I was like, why is he buying? Uh, yeah
0: it kind of makes so that's also an important part to like keep in mind when you're reading the case okay um so andrew left for his walk at 9 a.m so the house was empty except for abby so abby and maggie and lizzie were in the house emma had left the house but it wasn't stated at what time okay so Abby went upstairs around 9 a.m. and 10.30 to make the bed for the guest room. According to the forensic investigation, Abby was facing her killer at the time she was attacked. So, so she, she saw was... them? Yeah, and she was attacked in the guest room. Okay. Um, she was first struck on the side of her head with a hatchet, which cut her just above her ear causing her to fall on her side face down creating a swelling on her nose and forehead then her killer struck her multiple times delivering 17 or more hits to the back of her head killing her so now this is very violent
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's just when i fir- there is actually crime scene photos of how she was laying so we're gonna post that on our instagram as soon as we're done but it's her their photos are just very like chilling and okay just...
1: so i have a question on just yeah. abby so she so basically it's pretty obvious from here that it's most likely not just some random person who just like a burglary gone wrong or like some random just killer on the loose it's like someone who was in the house who she probably knew and this was a person who killed her yeah okay
0: And Andrew returned at around 10.30 a.m. When he tried to open the door, now this is very weird. So when he tried to open the door with his keys, the door wouldn't open.
1: So they prepared for this?
0: Yeah. So when the door wouldn't open, he started knocking on the door. Maggie opened it, but it was jammed. So it was kind of hard for her to open, but then she did open it. But when she was trying to open it, she testified in the court that she heard Lizzie laugh, but she didn't see her, so she didn't know where the sword, like, where she was, but she did, um, she, but she did say that it was coming from the top of the stairs. Okay. Now, the laughter was actually a big part, because Abby was already dead at this time, but no one knew.
1: Okay. We
0: don't know if they knew or not, so, like, um... So, when Abby was already dead at the time that Andrew came to the house, when, when Maggie said that she heard laughter, now, her body, Abby's body, could be seen from the stairs. Okay. So, if you go up the stairs, you can actually see her, like, her body.
1: Okay, so, the guest so, room is upstairs.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. it faces the stairs. So, if you're going up the stairs, you could see, like, under the bed.
1: And Lizzie denied being there. Like she, w- yeah. She so said she- if
0: Lizzie was actually at the stairs, she could have seen Abby.
1: Okay, and she was laughing, which was weird.
0: Yes, but Lizzie did deny that she that she denied being upstairs, and she said that her father asked her where Abby was, and she replied that a messenger came to summon Abby to visit a sick friend.
1: That's so weird.
0: So, this is very suspicious because Abby, like, this did not happen. Okay. No one came to the house or anything. She's still, like, she's upstairs dead. Oh, my God. Um, she then said that she helped Andrew remove his boots and helped him into his slippers before he laid down on the sofa for a nap. Now, in the crime scene photos, which we will be posting, um... You can still see that Andrew was still actually wearing his boots, so, he did not, so she didn't help him change them.
1: So this is what Lizzie is saying?
0: Yes. So she said that she helped him, but she actually did not help him, because if she did, the boots wouldn't be there in the crime scene photos.
1: Okay, so she's lying. Yes. Okay.
0: Now, then after her father fell asleep, she, um, sorry, she asked Maggie to go with her to a department store because they had a sale. But Maggie refused because she felt unwell and went to take a nap in her bedroom instead.
1: So okay. Maggie
0: did confirm that she, that she was in her third floor bedroom resting.
1: So Maggie confirmed where she was, so we know it's not Maggie. Yes. Okay.
0: So at around 11.10 a.m., she heard Lizzie calling for her from downstairs, saying, quote, Maggie, come quick. Father's dead. Somebody came in and killed him.
1: Wait, the father's dead?
0: Yes. So the mother and the father are now dead.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And now this is very, like, just very gory. So, like, I'm sorry. But so Andrew was found slumped on the sofa struck ten or eleven times with a hatchet like weapon weapon. One of his eyeballs were actually had been split cleanly in two. Oh my god. Showing that he had been asleep when attacked. Oh, that's so weird. So um his so he, the, he had wounds that were still bleeding that also showed a very recent attack. So the the detectives concluded that he had been dead at approximately 11 a.m.
1: Okay, so now three people are dead, and one... Well, two people. Oh, so yes, it's the father, and then it's Abby.
0: Abby and Andrew. They're both dead, and...
1: Andrew's dead, too?
0: Yes, he's the father.
1: Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Oh, Andrew is the... Oh, my God, that's very crazy.
0: Yeah. So...
1: So, um... So this is so really we only have like a couple of suspects here. And one, it's obviously Lizzie. And then two, we have Maggie. Three, is the mom still here, the stepmother?
0: Well, the stepmother is the one that's dead. She's Abby.
1: Oh my gosh. This is so oh wow. So the
0: stepmother and the father are dead. Abby and Andrew. There's okay, like a so- lot of names in here, so and that kind of sounds similar. So
1: So um so then, the other guy, the uncle, he's gone. He's not here
0: yet. Yeah, he's not home. He left at around nine thirty.
1: Okay, so really, the only people left are just Abby and so not Abby. Well, uh, he left Lizzie. at
0: around eight forty eight.
1: Yeah, so that's totally out of time. So and Emma uh,
0: wasn't in the house.
1: And Emma is like one of the mo- the stepmother's children, right?
0: Emma and Lizzie. Our sisters their mother sarah died okay and then the stepmother what's... does not have any children
1: oh so then who's maggie
0: maggie is the maid
1: oh my god i did not know there was a maid involved okay so it's... i
0: didn't mention it
1: so okay okay so it's literally just either it's maggie or lizzie okay continue
0: So now we're going to talk about the investigation, the aftermath of the murder. So the, ch- so the detectives were actually very suspicious of Lizzie because her answers were very strange and unclear. So she reported that she heard a groan or a scraping nose or a distress call before entering the house. So she left to go to a department store. So when she came back, she said that. So this is but- what she's saying? yes
1: okay
0: but she said um but two hours later she told the police she had heard nothing and entered the house normally and now knowing anything like without knowing anything had happened so at first she she said that she heard like someone like screaming in distress or like a scraping noise but now she changed it she said that she didn't hear anything
1: Oh, my God. This is my favorite part when they, like, change their story.
0: Yeah, and there's going to be a lot of stories changing, so it's a lot. That's fun. So when they asked her about Abby, she said that Abby received a note taking her, asking her to visit a sick friend. She also added that she thought Abby had returned and asked if someone could go upstairs and look for her. So Maggie and their neighbor mrs churchill she came to visit so maggie and their neighbor mrs churchill were half halfway up the stairs when their eyes leveled up with the floor when they looked into the guest room and saw abby laying face down on the floor dead
1: so there's a new person mrs churchill
0: yeah but she isn't really important
1: okay but was she ever interviewed like no did police talk to her
0: i don't it wasn't mentioned Okay. Yeah, the police were also, like, very, um, they weren't as good. They left a lot of parts out, which is, like, gonna be shown more. But okay. a lot of the officers were also her- by her attitude because she was too calm. Oh. Even though they were suspicious of her, they didn't check her for blood stains, which was their very first mistake. But they did search her room, but not, at, like, a deep search. Just, like, they just looked around, and that was it. Because Lizzie was, she told them, so Lizzie told them that she wasn't feeling well.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: they just didn't really want to search it that deep, Yeah.
1: You know? Oh. Okay.
0: Yeah. When the police searched the basement, they found two hatchets, two axes, and a hatchet head with a broken handle.
1: This was in her room.
0: In the basement.
1: Oh, in the... Ba- oh, my gosh. Okay. And this one of them... Is... Yes. Okay.
0: So they suspected, suspected that the hatchet head was the murder weapon as the break-in... Wait. As the break-in the handle appeared fresh. Okay. So the murder weapon was found in the basement, in the house.
1: Did, did they test it for any, like, blood stains or anything?
0: So none of the tools were removed from the house... Oh. So, everything was in the house. So, the, so like, nothing was removed.
1: Okay. So, they didn't notice any blood or anything weird? They did
0: find some blood on it. And they even found dust on it. But it wasn't as, like, new as the other weapons. So, it did look like they just put it there. Okay. Um, during the autopsy, they found out that the sickness the household had was because of poison. Now, the household, the and household was before the murder by a week, they felt really sick. I did mention this in the... In the
1: Yeah, they, the whole house was sick.
0: Yes. So it, did, it was confirmed that it was by poison.
1: So, so someone poisoned them? Yes. Oh.
0: So the people did suspect it was Lizzie because she was, she was seen purchasing hydrocyanic acid in a diluted form from the local drugstore.
1: And is that bad? Like
0: Well, that is bad because it shows that she had like she did poison them.
1: Is so that's a poison hydrocyanic.
0: Yes, but it was never confirmed if she actually did poison them or not. Okay. Because they never tested it.
1: Oh. Yeah, they they should have tested a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff isn't really like. Yeah,
0: in this case there was a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Um so she did say that she purchased it to clean her furs, which were proven false. That she, because she couldn't really clean it with it, like she couldn't clean the fur with that hydrocyanic acid. Okay. So that was proven false. So, but the judge did dismiss this because he saw it as like he didn't see any connections with the, with the poison and the murder.
1: Okay.
0: Um, also, Alice Russell. Um she's Emma and Lizzie's friend. So she spent the night the following of the murder. So the night on the murder, she spent the night. Like this was that night after the murder had happened. Okay. Um, while Morris spent the night in the attic guest room.
1: Okay, so the guy's back now and he's in the guest room.
0: Yes. And, and Lizzie's not
1: Okay, and now Lizzie isn't here anymore.
0: No, she is in the house. Everyone is in the house now.
1: Oh, they're still in the house. Okay, so yes. where's Lizzie? In the house. Where's she sleeping? In her room. Okay.
0: There's still more that is like coming up that happened a lot on the mur- on the night of what ha- like on the night of the murder, which can kind of add up. But so on the night of August fourth, police were stationed around the house. They claimed one of the police guys. Claimed that they saw Lizzie and Alice enter the cellar. Then he saw them exit. After that, Lizzie returned alone. Okay. And he saw her bent over the sink, which he saw her like, he didn't really see what she was doing, but he did see her bending over the sink, which can mean that maybe she was washing something.
1: Maybe she was puking.
0: Or maybe she was actually washing the weapon.
1: She was probably puking. Why? I don't know. She anyway. probably was not. Okay, okay.
0: On August 6th, the police conducted a more thorough search. The day... So they conducted a more thorough search around the house. Even Lizzie's room was... um. So they looked in Lizzie's room finally, after like two days after the murder. Um... the whole house but so the day after Lizzie um, actually it's Alice so the day after Alice entered the kitchen to find Lizzie tearing up a dress which she planned to burn so Lizzie said that that she wanted to, to burn it because it had paint on it but no one knows if it's actually the dress that she wore on the day of the murder so they think that it's actually blood on the dress, but not paint.
1: Very suspicious.
0: Yeah, but they never really got to know if it was actually paint or blood. She okay. burned it before.
1: Well, so she burned it before anyone can find out. Yes. Okay.
0: So during that inquest, um, she was given morphine because she wasn't, she was very nervous. So they gave her morphine to calm her down. And they, they think that it might have affected her responses to the questions that she was asked because she refused to answer any questions, even if it was to her benefit. And she kept changing her alibis, such as saying that she was in the kitchen reading a magazine when her father arrived home, then saying that she was in the dining room doing some ironing, and then saying that she was coming down the stairs.
1: Yeah, I think like... So she I think kept I like just changing morphing. it. Yeah, it's probably the morphine. I don't think. Because uh, I feel like she done, She probably would have done a better job for covering up if she was not on morphine. But yeah, it's probably the morphine.
0: Yeah. Um, on August 11th, Lizzie was served with a warrant of arrest and jailed. Why? So I'm not really sure, but they did. So everyone was against Lizzie and now the jury was also all men so that could have affected the you know that like what oh okay yeah. that's
1: so weird oh my god so she just randomly she changed her out okay so nobody really so this whole case is just full of holes okay
0: yes it, like it's the answers are literally in front of you but they never really like
1: yeah so they didn't, because of how think...
0: late they were to search a lot of stuff they just like you know.
1: Yeah, I don't think they really had any hard evidence either.
0: Yeah, um, so so Lizzie also stated that around ten fifty eight a.m. Now this is new, that she left to go to the to the barn and wasn't in the house for quote twenty minutes or possibly and half an hour. Okay. So, also, um, Hyman Lubinsky confirmed that he saw her leave the barn at 11.03 a.m. So, That's I'm not sure so... who this guy is, but...
1: That's so exact, too. Like, 11.03 a.m. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: And... So, now the skulls of Andrew and Abby were removed during their autopsy to use mm-hmm. as evidence. Okay. Which I found this very unsettling for some reason, because it's, like, really weird. Why would it,
1: yeah, why is it only the skulls? So they just left the decomposing body in well, the house? Well, the
0: skulls, because the skulls were affected, because they were hit with the axe on their head, not on their bodies.
1: Okay, okay so they, like, decapitated the decomposing people.
0: Yeah, so they took their skulls. That's... There are also pictures of their skulls. So.
1: And what did Lizzie do about that? Like, what, what so she did. When
0: she saw it, she fainted
1: Oh, she, yes. she was out like a light. Okay.
0: Yeah, she left. She was like, I'm done. Okay. And then she painted. But at the end, she was found not guilty of the murder of Andrew and Abby Borden.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, so they put her in. They have an arrest warrant. But they don't throw her in jail. Okay. So some things that I feel like we should discuss is especially the, the stuff that the police didn't do. And this is in no way, like, disrespectful to the police. So we're just going to talk about what the police could have done from the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah. So what, um, what could, like, the detectives have done? Because they were obviously suspicious of Lizzie. What could they have done?
0: So they should have searched her more well instead of just, like, looking around her room. They should have searched everything. As for Yeah. That. And they should have closed the house instead of leaving it open.
1: Yeah, that's what, I I saw that, I was listening to the, and then, um, it was weird, because, uh, they let them go back into the house after, like, with the bodies, too, so, I'm not sure And it was
0: also, in one of the articles I read, it was also said that Morris did sleep in the guest room after the murder
1: So this guy slept in the room where somebody died, okay Yes So, um, another weird thing was no evidence was taken out of the house, except for like, the skulls for the autopsy
0: Yes, and the hatchet.
1: Yeah, and uh, something weird was like the dress. Did they ever find like the r- remains of the dress, or was it just like burned to like? No, ashes?
0: she she burned it before anyone could see it. Even Alice couldn't see it.
1: That's so weird. And what what happened to Alice was Alice just like she just. So la-
0: it wasn't really mentioned about what happened to her, but she did testify something about. Um, so she she was in court, but it was never said if she she was never a suspect or anything
1: okay that's that's I mean, and also it was the weird thing, like the Mrs. Churchill thing that was just so weird to me, especially because like I don't know where she came from, and like she didn't testify the police didn't like interview her.
0: yeah, they only asked like some people they only like focused oh. on Lizzie
1: okay, so so it's a little biased
0: yeah okay. that's because weird. like. It could also show like how also like the jury was also like all men so it did affect the trial
1: yeah the jury was weird too and also um something about like Maggie um Maggie testifying that she heard Lizzie laughing did you did you catch that like she was laughing I think that was just I don't know because it was like this multiple stories for me which which was sort of weird like she kept changing like most it.
0: of them don't add up.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like none of them are adding up. It's like so weird, and yeah, my condolences especially to the people who've passed. And the police should probably have done a little bit of a better job investigating. I mean, it was like the nineteen sixties, I think, which you said. Um, um the
0: nineteen, like this happened yeah. on, not eighteen ninety two, actually.
1: Oh, so the eighteen like nineties. So yeah, yes. those. But I mean, it's a long time back and it's like in the 1800s too. So I can, you can sort of understand. So yeah, it was pretty biased against women. So yeah, you know, actually, I should have a has to be like, let's get onto the case like every time. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's get onto the case.
0: Yes. After, so now the murder is closed. Okay. No one. So there was no one in jail for it. Okay. So it's still an unsolved case. So now we're gonna talk about the motives slash speculations. Okay. Now, even after being found not guilty, Lizzie was still the prime suspect. So they only focused on Lizzie as a suspect. Um, one speculation about what drove her to kill her father and her stepmother. Now in this one, it doesn't really kind of make sense about why she killed her mother. It's um, her stepmother and mostly about her father. So it was speculated that maybe Andrew physically and sexually abused her. And that's why she killed him.
1: But um, did Lizzie ever say this? Did Lizzie ever testify to this? No
0: one has confirmed this. Okay. It's not been proven. So it's probably false.
1: Okay. It's just a speculation, obviously. Yeah.
0: Um, Another speculation, which I found kind of like relevant to the story and it kind of does make sense... Um, is that Maggie and Lizzie were in a romantic relationship. So, like, they were in love. Okay. Um, and when Abby had caught them together, um, it drove Abby, like, Abby was disgusted, like, her reaction was just, like, she was disgusted by this, and she didn't like it. Jeez. So, Abby did not like that reaction, and she killed her.
1: Oh, okay. And then what about Andrew?
0: And then for Andrew, she confronted him about her and Maggie and he did not like that. Okay. So she killed him too.
1: Oh, so she just killed them cuz she didn't like the way they reacted. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um so no one So and then it was also this is also part of the speculation that even that after she killed them maggie disposed of the hatchet
1: so maggie's an accomplice
0: yeah so in this speculation it's her and maggie together okay um so lizzie was rumored to be lesbian so that is relevant to the, to it okay um so no one knows if maggie is actually like lesbian or not um So after the murder had happened and the case has been closed, she moved to Montana to work there. While she was there, she met her husband and got married.
1: Okay, so she married a man.
0: Yes. So, but this is actually like a weird part. So while she was on her deathbed, she confessed to her sister that she changed her testimony on the stand in order to protect Lizzie.
1: Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I can see how it all works out now. That yeah. speculation. Yeah, the speculation sort of works out.
0: Yeah, so it does kind of make sense. Yeah. So, another big suspect that we forgot about, well, not really forgot, but we didn't talk about him a lot, is John Morse. Uh, well, Lizzie I and Emma's about him. uncle. That's we what... Yeah. He was a butcher, which kind of made sense because, you know, they were. So Andrew and Abby were killed by an axe. Okay. So he's a butcher. So like he knows how to swing the axe.
1: Okay. So my question here is a butcher. I don't think a butcher uses axes. I think they use like hatchets.
0: Well, I'm not really like a lot of people say it's an axe, but a lot of people say it's like, and I don't know in this story that axe is kind of like important and like in some way. So I'm not really sure, but you might be right.
1: Yeah, because I don't because uh, Andrew, I, I feel like he is a part, but I don't really see him using an axe.
0: Yeah, and like he knows, and John probably knows how to use like both.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, and the police stated that he had quote absurdly perfect and over detailed alibi for the death of Abby Borden.
1: Do we know what he said?
0: They did They never stated. Okay. But it's kind of weird if he has, like, an over-detailed... Because he wasn't in the house at the time that Abby was murdered. Like, he said that he left the house. So how would he know the details of her murder?
1: Oh, so he knew what happened when he was asked.
0: Yeah. An over-detailed death. Like, an over-detailed alibi.
1: Okay. I, I see that now. Okay.
0: Um... And he was also a suspect because a lot of people said that they saw him leave. Okay. But he never, like, they never saw him come back.
1: Oh. Yeah, so
0: maybe he left for, like, a short time and then came back quickly and killed Abby, then Andrew.
1: I mean, there is, like, the possibility, like, just nobody saw him come back. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um... After the murder, uh, after the murder had been closed and everything, Emma and Lizzie bought a house and lived there together until 1905, when an argument broke out about a party that Lizzie had hosted. Um, and then Emma moved out and never saw her sister Lizzie again.
1: Oh, so Lizzie was still in that. So Lizzie still lives in that house.
0: Yes, her house is actually very close to the Borden house. You can actually go visit the Borden house.
1: Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's
0: been rumored that the house is paranormal.
1: Wow, interesting. Yeah,
0: haunted by the ghost, the, but haunted by Abby, Andrew, and Lizzie.
1: Okay, not related to the case, but eleven eleven. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah.
1: Yes, it is 11-11. Okay, continue.
0: Um, so after, so it shows like it also shows how they lived in luxury after the murder because they t- they, after the death of their dad, they got a lot of money.
1: Yeah, from his will.
0: Yeah, and it was confirmed that Abby was dead first, so her, so Abby's like, properties and stuff went to Andrew, and then from Andrew they went to Lizzie and Emma.
1: Oh,
0: okay. So, with this murder, there was a faux crime created for it. So it goes like, Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 whacks. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Andrew Borden now is dead. Lizzie hit him on the head. Up in heaven, he will sing. On the gallows, she will swing
1: Okay, so what are your speculations on this case? What do you think so, actually happened?
0: My theory is that Lizzie sent for her uncle John to come to the house to help her with the murder because she probably couldn't do it alone. Mm-hmm. So I feel like and everyone had a part in this because it was stated that actually Maggie took a lot of money. So from after the murder had happened, she fleed the, like, she fleed the state.
1: She fled, yeah.
0: To Montana. Okay. Um, And it was rumored that she took a lot of money. Oh. So that could, like, be an evidence. Okay. So, um, my theory is that John killed Abby and Andrew by the help of Lizzie. Okay. And I, I feel like Maggie and Emma also knew about this.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and I think that's it really
1: okay so I also have a uh, theory but you know it's not as like you know great as yours because I just listened to this for the first time so I'm thinking it's sort of on the line of what you were saying I think um, Andrew was sort of related in this and I think uh, like you said Andrew did come here but it wasn't for financial reasons he came probably because it was like a planned thing between Lizzie, Andrew, not Andrew, I'm sorry, the John Morse, and then um, what's her name? Maggie. So I think all three of them contributed and Maggie just cleaned up the murder and then Lizzie um, held out one of the murders. And then Andrew probably was uh, trying to probably, he probably like came up with the idea itself. And yeah, the other speculation that we were discussing, the one with uh, Lizzie, having a relationship with Maggie, I think that could have also played in with how many blows and how many blows each person received and also um, how Abby received incredibly more blows uh, because Lizzie, who I think uh, killed them both, because um, she probably hated her. She took over the family. She was like, she Lizzie thought she was a gold digger. So yeah, I think that was basically my theory. And yeah, it's pretty obvious uh, it's. I know in the beginning we said it was pretty obvious, but there's still so much that we don't know about the case. Yeah. I think it's still going to be a closed case, and it's still going to be an unsolved case and un- until and unless we find some hardcore evidence. Yeah. So that was it for our second episode. Yes.
0: Yes, we did it.
1: Okay, so Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone, and we will see you next time where I tell Nabila about A Clown Gone Wrong.
0: Oh, I wonder what that is.
1: Have a great night, everybody. Goodbye.
0: Bye.